0: what's up all you motorcycle enthusiasts and welcome to the v-twin life here on youtube we talk motorcycles powered by those v-twins what fuels their passion why you enjoy it so much v-twin life is brought to you by these two great companies crashing clothing and wild ass seats hey you want to add some comfort to your ass when you're out riding whether you're a 400 mile guy or maybe a guy that's pushing a thousand plus or female rider for that matter hey check out wild-ass.com and add some comfort to your ass can't forget crashing clothing that northwest brand out of the pacific northwest hey, these guys got a lot of great stuff from t-shirts to hats raincoats you name it hey they can get you covered check out crashingclothing.com now let's dive into another mile post of the v-twin life hey what's up buddy welcome back to another mile post of the v-twin life we talk motorcycles powered by those v-twins well fears a passion why we enjoy so much Tonight, mile post seventy with guy I got to meet up when I went over to Sturgis for the start of the Hokahe. We got Sparks, who is a Hoka Hay finisher. He is an iron butt rider and dude just loves to ride and has some awesome stories. Had one quite an adventure on the Hoka Hay, So we'll get into that and we'll dive into a lot of stuff talking bikes, have a good time. So
1: Sparks, welcome to the show and thanks for coming on, buddy. Hey man, thanks for let thanks for having me. You know, being able to be on a podcast like many of the other my mentors in the game, you know, I'm humbled. Also,
0: it's all about. I mean, you know, we all have that common ground of, you know, what brings us together, which you know is motorcycles. And you know, it's funny when I got to meet meet went up with you over there. You know, we're talking. We we're over at Rapid City, over at the Harley shop, and you know, we had a good time shooting the shit. And actually, it was funny. I think you actually one of the guys that uh recognized who I was something by that because I had my T-shirt on. Yeah yeah, so we, you know, traded some stickers, we're shooting the shit for a while, and it was a lot of fun, it was, you know, pretty cool, and it was neat to, you know, finally put a face to a lot of people that you just get to meet over social media, you see their posts, whether Facebook, Instagram, and all this, and it was a lot of fun, and, you know, I, I followed your adventure through the, uh, through the adventure of the Hoka Hay, and it's like, holy crap, man, what a ride, and, you know, through the trials and tribulations, the ups and downs, but you know what, you made it, and, you know, we can dive into the adventure that you had, and, some of the the downs that you rolled into, but you know, on the upsides, you know, you, you got through it. You powered through, and that was awesome. You know, you were one of the many guys, the uh, nineteen rider team riding for Mile Monsters, which was awesome. It's a organization that does so many great things. And, you know, I'm honored to be joining up with them for the Monsters Over Mountains here coming up in a couple of weeks. And fair, hey, you know what? Why not? Uh, why not get up with you and hear about some of your adventures? So, uh, <laughs> no, go ahead, bud
1: absolutely man um you know first you know shout out to our boy riot- uh riot man you know uh i thank him for the opportunity to ride for Mile monsters and do epic shit for others you know boys that need it um and you know glad he's still walking with us right now because uh lord knows his hoka was a whole lot more challenging than mine that
0: was actually got kimberly walling she's in the side chat so congrats
1: hey hey that's that's another beast right there i mean yes first, it is first female leap finisher this year you know she did the thing congratulations twister
0: absolutely finishing that is anybody all the people that you know finish it and man my, my hat is off to you it's no easy feat to get through that ride but so but in that so uh let's just you know start from the beginning so what got you into motorcycles
1: uh, you know, I grew up around it. My dad, uh, my dad was always on bikes. Um, I remember riding, doing road trips with him on his old uh, the eighty seven Suzuki GS five fifty. Um, doing road trips with him, um, they had a, they had a bike rally in Michigan uh, for the longest at this lady's property, and it was the Susan Greenway. Susie Greenway's biannual freeze your ass off, uh, rally. And no matter what, it was always below freezing riding to that rally. And I would, I'd be the backpack and just ride along with them and just be a bunch of old bikers on some old junk bikes that they were held together and, you know, personally built themselves and they weren't fancy, but they did the job and, she always had, uh, always had like chili and hot chocolate and coffee there, and it was a, uh, it was like a three-hour ride out, three-hour ride back, but it was always a good time uh, riding down the Mid Ohio Raceway to see the MotoGP guys. You know, just growing up, traveling on the bike with him, and then I joined the army. He gave me the bike as a graduation present when I graduated high school. Uh, but I went to Germany, and I took the motorcycle license test on post, and I failed it. And then I had to go on the economy to do it, and I couldn't speak German good enough. So the whole time I was in Germany, didn't have a bike. I finally got back on in 2014. Got back on, uh, started out started out in 14 on a little 883. Realized. I ain't even passing a gas station on that bike, so.
0: (laughs) Yeah, the old three-gallon peanut tank, not going far.
1: Yep. So, and then uh, I went to Korea, or, yeah, I went to Korea, came back, and I was like, you know, I'm trading this in. And I went to the Harley dealership here, uh, Horny Toad Harley, and they had this used uh, switchback, and it only had 1,200 miles on it so i was like well it hasn't been written much ain't nothing done to it so i know service is done on it so let's let's go and uh and so
0: how long you been on your switch back then
1: uh since 2015.
0: oh gee, so you've had it a while
1: so, summer of 2015. yeah
0: so how many iron butts have you done in that because i know you you know you've gotten involved with the iron butt society
1: I'm on, uh, I've done four, um, all, all four have been saddle store one thousands. Mm-hmm. Um, I got a couple planned, um, uh, playing in a bum burner gold, you know, the 1,524 hours, um, uh, that one I'm going to do, uh, all the Texas tour of honor sites, uh, for that one. But, uh, all, all my all my iron butts have been for a ride to eat the uh ride to eat across the america one uh, mm-hmm. restaurants i've i've picked a restaurant or a, a point of interest that was 500 miles out and just rode up there ate lunch got my receipt there for, as my turnaround point and then come home um but like talking with a lot of the guys at the hoka hey it's Like, it's more of what I want to do is do the, you know, try to do the 50, the 50 hour coast to coast, uh, you know, all that stuff. Uh, Next summer, I want to do, uh, I want to do historic Route 66.
0: That would be cool. Uh,
1: Ride up to Chicago and then, and then ride all the way to the end
0: that would be fun yeah i'd love to you know i'd like to get the four corners someday too that would be an epic an epic ride
1: yeah yeah that
0: was part of like with uh you know what i got going with the monster ride is the 1500 it's like 1552 and that's the goal is under 36 hours to get the saddle sore and then the bun burner 1500 out of out of the monsters over mountains ride yeah and then we're we partnered up with that one we got ride one cane a day so Ramble, the first day is gonna be a thousand miles, and then our registration fees when we complete the first day, you know, after we get back and submit our paperwork with ride one cane a day, Ramble is donating all the money back for our forty-eight dollar fee, is all going right back into the charity. And I'll let this cat out of the bag. Coming up, anybody that does a ride one cane a day that weekend, August 20th or 21st, it's forty-eight dollars when you register. He's gonna take thirty dollars from that fee. And that's also going back to Mile Monsters of anybody that completes a one K that weekend.
1: Oh, that's that's phenomenal, man.
0: Yeah, so that'll be cool. So what made you want to get into like to attempt the Hokaha this year?
1: Man, so twenty nineteen is when I found out about the Hokkahe. Um and I went to Reef and K Solo's ride in Hammond, Louisiana. Um, and we pulled in the parking lot, walked in the hotel, and I and I saw this backpatch that I had never seen before. And I was like, so I started asking questions about it and learning about it. And I'm like, man, this is cool. Went home, did my research. I followed 2020. I followed. Uh, I originally just was following Reef and K Solo. And then, then I started seeing the front runners and started looking them up on Facebook and Instagram and everything. And uh, I was like, man, this is cool. Like this is old school biker stuff. Like back in the day kind of thing. You know, we before cell phones and GPS. And I was like, you know what? It's a once in a lifetime opportunity to try and get in so hey let's go for it and I I started training in 2020 and uh, found out in 2021 I got in and I was that's all she wrote after that but uh, like it was just I saw how they, they, they interacted with each other and I got to listen to stories and you know see the pictures after 2020 see the pictures of places they went you couldn't beat it
0: yeah. So then you started, so uh you know, when you said training, what you you started getting into some, you know, endurance riding and pushing yourself with mileage wise to get yourself ready to, you know, attempt the journey? Yep. So is that where kind of where then, you know, doing the iron butts and and whatnot came
1: into play also? Yeah. Um I started I started there. Uh, after I got um, after I got accepted, I started doing a lot of that and I would ride see how far I could ride during the day uh, just to uh find a place to sleep. you know i would I would ride into the night and then just find a place to bed down and see how many miles I did that day. And uh, the one thing I wish I would have done was actually try and, uh, like, plan out actual directions. Like, have the, like the directions they have on the Hoka Hay and practice riding and reading and everything. That was, that was a little more difficult for me.
0: That's what I've heard from a lot of people. Is The directions part is the hardest part following those turn-by-turn directions because it's not, from what I understand, it not specific in a way when it says, you know, so many miles, you know, turn on I-50, but it, it could say, I think what's Hopper saying, it might say less than 50, and it could be 5, it could be 20, and he goes, that's the hardest part is paying attention to road signs, so keeping yourself going.
1: Yeah. And that's, and that was... That was the biggest um, yeah, that was the biggest thing for me was it wasn't so much the the shorter ones, if it was like less than seventy, my attention span was good, but if I got over, there were a couple that were like three hundred miles, like get on this road for three hundred miles i would forget i'm looking for a road sign and i completely missed the turn
0: oh shit
1: and then you're just then you're just getting frustrated because you can't um because you're missing a turn you're making little mistakes
0: which in turn costs yourself time
1: yeah like the first day the first day was the worst one for me because I was trying to figure it all out. And I probably put an extra 300 miles on the bike getting lost.
0: But yeah, I mean, I guess part of the trials and tribulations, you know, your your first year and that, and, you know, trying to understand how the, the navigating part goes for that.
1: Yeah. And, uh, but, It it was frustrating the first day. I mean, I did first day. I did nine hundred and it was like nine hundred and eighty miles, and three hundred the three hundred and some change of that was going the wrong way and having to backtrack. (laughs) Shit.
0: So when you got accepted, that's the other thing I got. You know, so we'll get into more of that. You know, the ride here in a second. How did you get hooked up and decide to you know to get involved with Mile Monsters? Is you know being part of the monster team.
1: Um, so like I, I've, I've, um, like I said, when, when I watched 2020 and I saw, uh, when I first started watching 2020, I was watching Solo, uh, and Reef and then it intrigued me on those front, the front runners, Diesel, uh, Fede, Riot, Hop, uh, Paco, like all those guys up front, I was like, man, and and Solo was right up there with them. I'm like, man, these guys are moving. And to see it, I was like, I was like, man. And then so I just started following them on Facebook, and then watching Hop do all his crazy, his crazy rides, doing you know 100k in a day, uh, 100 days, raising $100,000 for Mile Monsters and then just watching what riot was doing for the boys was was just huge right so apparently my phone hold on i got to go in the house cuz apparently the phone's not liking this texas heat <laughs> It, it it stopped taking a charge.
0: <laughs> Getting a little overheated, is it?
1: Yeah, said it won't charge because of the heat. Um, but to sit there and see these guys do what they were doing for these boys, and to see what the boys went through, it just—I knew it was something I had to do. So right. Um, It was uh, It was definitely humbling And then to have Have the support of the boys That were going through it I was, you know They were sending them All the monsters messages And everything And Um uh, I was fighting for Alfie This year Um
0: Whoa! we lost him. Yeah, hopefully he comes back in a minute. We'll find out.
1: Oh, here he comes. My bad. <laughs> um, But riding for Alfie, it was, it was, it was, you know, he was sending me messages and he sent me a care package before I left. And, uh, you know, in uh, the care package was a, was a pullover jacket i wore it pretty much every night when i went to sleep because it was cold
0: that's super cool i know following you know the page and whatnot following everybody and seeing all the messages i mean you know on the monster page from the boys and whatnot was super cool and then you know see at the end of it that video that you know whether it was one of the parents put together that was quite a a tear-jerking youtube video they put together exactly yeah so okay so i mean you know day one you kind of had some you know trials and tribulations you know i mean when did you start running it i know you had some issues with suspension wise but you know how was you know day two and three and whatnot going through the hoka Hay? i mean did you kind of settle in for a little bit before kind of things went a little south at times
1: um so day two was day two was good throughout the day and um it was later it was late that night on day two that i lost my left shock it i i hit a bump and compressed the suspension it you know bike was overweight and it um shit
0: (laughs) damn technology can be your best friend can be your worst enemy Come on, Sparky. So, how's everybody else doing tonight? Got some people hanging out watching. Chat's got a little quiet. Hopefully, Sparks comes back. Dun dun dun. Hey, what's going on, HD? How you doing? Sparks is having some technical difficulty. Hopefully we get reconnected here in a minute. Hopefully his battery hasn't totally died out on him. a good point, Kim. That would have been a good one. Comical face, we could just leave him up there, go big screen all by himself until he comes back. Hopefully he comes back. I'm going to have to get you to come on here soon, Kim. Tell your story, because, I mean, you had an awesome finish. Actually, he's been doing good. He's been riding his bike a lot, and he's he's enjoying it. Been a great bike for him. I've, you know, he, he's been enjoying it, riding as much as he can. You know, actually, he's been using his commuter, riding it back and forth to work, instead of driving his truck all the time. I think he's been getting more time on two wheels than I can. That would have been funny. Yeah, I could have made a good meme out of him if we could have got a good, a good facial expression. Hmm. Seems he's having a little bit more more difficulty than normal. That's thing, like you said, I mean much like myself, I'm not a super tech smart person for sure. That's why a lot of times when I have issues I got you know, Bri the biker, that's my that's my tech support line. I got him on speed dial. Bri, shit's broken. Shoot. Yeah, I've heard you guys down in Texas have been having some serious hot weather I think it was bad enough I think we might have got close to 80 today and I was damn near it was too hot yeah Brian's very good at that stuff he's been a great friend and a great mentor and a, a great help when I got issues Well, oh, man, hopefully sparks can get this stuff figured out soon. Well, shoot. Yeah, I seen something the other day. I think it might have been Thursday. Like, Austin was on the 40th consecutive day of triple-digit temperatures. That would be miserable. guess that's why it's pretty much a A must-have in Texas, you got to have air conditioning in your house. Hey, it is up here in the northwest, right? Yeah, man, be nice. Especially with the humidity. We're not used to that stuff up here. We don't get it that often. We get like two weeks of summer and then it goes back to 60s, 70s. Oh, man. Come on, Sparks. He might have to find himself another device. Let's see what's going on here. I bet. Yeah, I get in the morning when it's still cool and get out there. Oklahoma has a big backyard. They call it Texas. (laughs) Oh, that's good. I guess he's trying to get on his daughter's phone. Okay. Hopefully he'll be back here in a minute. See, I'm not good like monkey and some of those other guys that can just come on live and and talk by themselves. I don't, uh, can't do that yet. I don't know how they do that. No, and I can't sing Dallas. That's That ain't happening. Northeast Nevada, it's ninety-three at nine percent humidity. Whoo. I don't know what we hit here today. I know it was warm. I know that. Yeah, about eighty. Seventy-five percent humidity. That's why I was sweating. Nope, nope, nope. Can't do that either. What's up, Michael Bike. Actually, we're just waiting on Sparks. Had some technical difficulty with his phone. We lost him for a minute, but he's working on coming back. We can uh, hear some more stories about his adventures he had on the, uh, the Hoka Hey this year. See if he gets going back. So, do you guys been on... Uh, Getting some good rides in this weekend. Getting some time on uh, getting that two wheel therapy in. I know I wanted to, but I had too much to do. Soon, I got to go do an oil change. Actually, maybe next weekend or the weekend after, get my oil changed. Do a little service before my uh, before my monster ride here in uh, about almost four weeks, just under a month away. At least i going to do the primary. You know, that. at least that got done when I was over in Rapid City. Just do the oil. Tranny's still good, so, yeah, just some oil change. Quick and easy. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm not at that level. Someday, not yet. Maybe. Who knows? Okay, so, actually, Kim, uh, so August 20th, I went and uh, we're doing the Monsters Over Mountains. Reached out, I got Michael Nielsen, who's two wheels to survive. Frank Orlando is known as Watch Out For Us. Got Brad Columbus, owner of Crash Inc. And Colin McLeod, owns Sea Cycles out of Freta. We're going to leave Port Angeles Sunday, or Sunday. Saturday, we're planning 5 in the morning, and we're going to do roughly 1,550 miles to finish the whole thing we're going to be leaving Port Angeles we're going to zigzag all the Cascade Mountains from the north to the south going up over the North Cascade Highway some epic scenery you can do you know little video stuff up there come down through Winthrop head towards Leavenworth which is a Bavarian village of the northwest coming back to the west side over Stevens Pass then We're going to take the side highway, I think it's Highway 9 down to North Bend. Then we're going back to the east over Stoquami. We're going to cross over Blewett Pass, head to Afraid and Vantage down through uh, Central Washington, down through the Columbia Gorge. Going to ride a nice cool road called Canyon Road, it's about a 60 mile little side highway. Then we're going up over uh, Chinook Pass, we're going to come back over White's Pass, and we're going to finish day one down around the Columbia River. We'll be about 1,030 miles. We'll do a 1K slash iron butt ride the first day and wake up early in the morning then we're taking off going up over oregon's mount hood which is the fourth biggest mountain. So we're doing bake well we're going to get up close Mount baker mount rainier mount adams and mount hood the four big peaks of the columbia or the columbia the cascades of pacific northwest and then we will come back up the washington coast after we go around mount hood and come up the coast and finish back in port angeles and if we have time We'll go up to Hurricane Ridge here um, in Port Angeles at Olympic National Park. Olympic National Park is one of the only national parks in the uh, country that actually does not have a road that goes all the way through it. You can drive up and do it a little ways, but you actually cannot cross Olympic National Park because there's no road. But we can go up to Hurricane Ridge up by Mount Angeles, which is around 6,800 feet. And if we have time, we're going to throw that in there, and then we will finish back up at uh, the gas station close by my house, Do, hopefully we'll get under our 36-hour time limit, which would be the Bun Burner 1500, and doing this to help raise money for Mile Monsters, to help support these young boys with Duchenne's and help them live the best lives possible Why they fight an amazing battle, which I shouldn't say amazing, Why they have to fight for their lives, because right now they suffer from Duchenne's, which is 100% fatal, and we have no, no cure for it. And you know, these you know, these mothers and fathers families, I, I can't imagine. I mean I'm a father myself and I couldn't imagine being in their shoes. You know, they have tremendous strength to, you know, help support their kids when they know it's there's no cure for it. I d I can't imagine going through that. You know, never seen your son play baseball or graduate and all these little things that so much of us in a way, I guess now you realize you take it for granted when there's a lot of kids and families that don't get to see that. So i wanted to do something to help more i mean i love sharing all the posts for mile monsters but i wanted to try to do a little something more so i put together monsters over mountains and it's grown at first i thought we're gonna have three and then we're up to five and actually there's a few more people now that have joined in and it's gonna be a little bit challenging i think we might actually have eight or nine guys going so when you got a group of eight or nine riders when you're trying to fight a time limit things do take a little bit longer but hey we're gonna do what we can and push on and and get it done, and do our ride, which will be fun, I'm, I'm looking forward to it, it's going to be a challenge, but there's some awesome epic scenery to be had, I mean, the the North Cascades, you got Lake Ross and Lake Diablo, which are brilliant, emerald Green, Winthrop is a cool western-themed town, you got Leavenworth which is a Bavarian village, it's like you're in the Swiss Alps, I mean, and there's places on Chinook Pass and White's Pass, where you come around the corner, and you got Mount Rainier, which is 15 plus thousand feet and it's like all you can see in the sky is mount rainier right in front of you on some of the corners and there's some epic scenery it's going to be a lot of fun you know looking forward to it looking forward to the challenge and look forward to riding with some great guys that i became great friends with and we're going to do something we enjoy which is riding motorcycles but do it for a great cause which is mile monsters i couldn't think of a you know better organization to be part of to help do what i can to support everything so that's right if you guys want to check it out there's more info it is pinned at the top of the v twin life facebook page the whole event and the fundraiser page i mean every dollar helps whether you know you want to chip in your three dollars four dollars for your cup of coffee that'd be great if you know even just sharing the post get more exposure for it and uh thank you thank you for everything you guys you know coming here watching this but yeah share that post if you can donate do whatever you can get it more exposure get more exposure for mile monsters and you know we can all work together this awesome community around motorcycles and you know it's like a, a tight-knit family in a way and help support everybody share the post get it out there and see what we can do and raise some awesome funds and have fun we like to ride and if you can do enjoy time on your motorcycle and do it for something awesome that's just a win-win so that is monsters over mountains and and sparks must be having some serious difficulty Hopefully gets here soon. But yeah, thanks, Kim. It, it's going to be a lot of fun. I, I'm looking forward to it, and you know, we're even considering doing it kind of, you know, in a way, the old school style, and you know, in a way, the hokey is after we hit our thousand miles, basically find a place to sleep and sleep on the side of the road somewhere and pitch a tent or sleeping bag, tarp whatever we have, get some a few hours of shut eye, get up early in the morning and, and hit it again to try to get back within our time limits just see how things go. A lot of the a lot of it is only two-lane highways, so i mean we're only going to be on i-90 just for a little bit and then it's all two-lane mountain passes so there might be some traffic to contend with that might be able to slow us down but we'll see how things go and we're just going to ride and have fun when you got some great people and you're riding with good friends and having a good time then it's it's a win-win His phone overheated and shut off. Well, shoot. Well, hopefully, he gets back here soon. Oh, so any of you guys got any rides plans? Got anything going on that uh, you want to share? Let's see here, let's do this. Dun-dun, uh, one sick dun do See if we can liven this up a bit. All right, hold on. Yeah, we'll get that. Sorry for the downtime, guys. Working on us, trying to get through. Hopefully, we can get, uh, get them back shortly. We'll see we'll bring on another guy too for a few and uh hopefully we can get uh get sparks back soon. But yeah. I guess what happens, you know. I mean, getting them heat, those you know, devices only take so much heat before they're gonna shut down and turn off. Which is a bummer. See if anybody checks their messages, send a couple of invites to a few people. Get some chit chat and going my right way for sparks. Oh, yeah, see, I'm not good at doing this stuff by myself. I can have somebody to talk to. Yeah, I know Riot actually was going to try to come out for the Monster ride in August, but his wife was on vacation, had some plans, so he ended up having to not be able to make it. I know I got a message from Hop, but he was interested, so we'll see if that happens. The same with Go Home Ken. Them guys are legendary guys when it comes to that kind of stuff. Any of those calipers are always welcome to come ride because kind of guys you learn things from. Hey Dallas, check your phone. Springer Mike's out eating dinner. I'm gonna go drive by a house for sale. Ooh, what's dinner? What are you eating? Coming up on barbecue time for me. No, it sparks
1: back. There he is. Hey, it wouldn't. It wouldn't be. It wouldn't be. Uh, talking about the hoka if I didn't have a challenge.
0: Hey, yeah, at least you made it back. We were hoping, you know, came out a good point. At least it would have been great if it would have froze with a funny facial expression. We could have made a great meme out of you.
1: Hey, I'm I'm always down to be memed. It happens. So,
0: so you got what? So but, day,
1: yeah. Uh, you know, I think we were talking about day three. Okay. So yeah. So so day two, night of day two, I, I my shock blew out. Um. When it blew out, I didn't know it happened. Um, I ended up, that was in Minnesota. Woke up the next morning, church parking lot, oil right there where the shock was, and I was like, all right. Kept pushing. I was like, we'll be all right. Just make it to checkpoint one, find a shock, whatever we can do. Um, I called my people and they made phone calls and, uh, the national matter of fact, the national president of my, my club, uh, his wife and uh, a couple other members were there. They found, uh, they found shocks. The shocks didn't work, unfortunately, but they tried and, um, they had it set up when I pulled into checkpoint one, they had, you know, they had one of the techs there ready to work on it, Swapped the shocks out. We tried it, realized it wasn't going to work. He put the old shocks back on it, adjusted the preload, uh, make them a little stiffer, and we just, we rode. So I had one good shock, one bad shock, and we went for broke. And I went, what, eight more days before the right shock finally, (laughs) before the right shock finally said, all right, you've worked me enough. And then,
0: Cause you made all the way. up. Were you somewhere in Oregon when that? When you finally got them changed?
1: Uh, Seaside, Oregon, on the 101. I, I was in a lot of it. I can't tell you where I was, but I can tell you where the extremely bad happened. And I <laughs> thought I was done because I was in. I was at a U-Haul parking lot in Seaside, Oregon, on the 101 when it went. It like I was coming past the U-Haul and it, I felt it and I knew exactly when it happened. And so I pulled into the parking lot, called my wife. I, I called my brother Two tone. Uh, and I said, at that point I thought I was done cause I hadn't, we hadn't been able to find shots the whole time I was on the ride. I, I had been looking throughout it and uh, they were like, no, you're not done yet. Just hold on. And then, um, uh, my club brothers up in Portland had some 2013 road glide shops uh, air shocks. And, uh, so they rode, I think it was like an hour and a half from Portland to seaside. And they brought, they brought the shocks, they brought the tools, they brought the Jack. We put the, put the shocks on, it was like midnight. And, uh, we put them on Then We realized we didn't have the fitting for the air shocks to put air in them. And so I was like, well, we're just going to ride. Hopefully checkpoint three has the fitting and we we held her together with hopes and dreams, <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, but she held. She didn't handle quite like I was used to her handling. So my corners were a little bit slower than I would have liked uh, up in those up in the mountains and everything. But we made it checkpoint three. Got there late, uh, late at night. They were closed. I you know we slept in the parking lot waited um, we waited I waited the next morning for them to open and one of the techs had the fitting the the air the y fitting with the two airlines so I could put air in the shops he had them takeoffs and you know the the text they were like hey man you're doing it on the diner that's awesome I said hey man I appreciate it but do y'all have this they're like let me go check and Put, her, put them on right there in the parking lot, and I, I never left a, a checkpoint so fast in my life because I was, I was four or five hours behind everybody that I rode into the checkpoint with. So, but, um, but those eight days prior to getting those shots was, it was tough. It was there were there were days where the roads were really really rough and I just I just wanted to quit. I ended up uh I rode coming through one town and I saw a CVS and I just I had to stop. I prayed, I said please let them have a back brace, something to give me a little more support in my back. And uh I walked in and it was a $70 back brace. It was the only one they had, but I was like, Well. I don't want to pay $70, but if it's going to help me finish, <laughs> we'll spend the 70 bucks. And, uh, you know, and also huge shout-out to Wild Ass Seat Cushions because I would not have finished if I wouldn't have had that extra cushion on that seat.
0: Um, it, they are well worth it. You know, and I got mine and, you know, spent some time on after. I mean, I've locked thousands on it. I mean, probably I – got probably six ish thousand miles on it i won't ride without it there's no way
1: no way um i got home um and i rode. i rode probably 20 miles without that seat cushion on and i was like man this is uncomfortable and it's only 20 miles
0: (laughs) (laughs) yeah like and i thought my seat was comfortable it's like i've you know, put a lot of miles on without one. I always thought my seat was good. And then I got one of the, I got the wild ass. and like, Haha, holy crap, game changer.
1: Yeah. It, extreme game changer. And like uh, everybody in my chapter in my club down here in Killeen, um I think all but two people have one and they're about to get one. But everybody has one. And it's been proven. So, um Yeah. I mean,
0: you just walked through the parking lot. I mean, I remember that Saturday up there at in Rapid City. I bet you seventy five percent of the bikes had one.
1: Yeah. And a lot of people were a lot of it was crazy. It was for me it was funny. Everybody was, you know, wild ass Craig and his his whole team, man, phenomenal. You know, he should be preparing just like us for the Hoka Hey and he's not he wasn't worried about himself. He worried about hey, making sure whoever needed one had one, had the ability to get one and um yep. getting everybody set up he probably I, i'm not gonna even try and throw numbers out but he sold quite a few that day too
0: i remember it was like a week coming up to it when he was uh, getting ready to head that way i remember he put out a post that anybody buying one they will not ship out fast enough but you put in the comments you're riding the hoka he's like i will bring it with me and people were ordering them and he just threw them in the van and personally delivered them himself just to make I sure mean, they had them by the time they were leaving.
1: Yeah, and and you can't be the company like that. And and no. I will stand by that product and when when I get my new bike, first thing I'm going to do, I'm going to buy I'm going to buy a second second wild ass to put on that bike so I don't have to switch them out. And uh Yeah. I know we put
0: one on my son's bike when we rode over there and oh, he was like, "Can I just keep it on here?"
1: Yeah. And I I I'll never ride another motorcycle without a wild ass seat cushion. Yeah, I agree. Uh, but, um, so, biggest, back. so you biggest,
0: left, uh, oh, go ahead.
1: I, I would say the biggest challenge, other than the shocks, uh, those eight days I rode with only one good shock, the biggest thing for me was a lot of those technical roads, man, and trying to navigate it with a bike that didn't handle like it was, like I was used to. I had to right. relearn the bike. And uh, so it slowed me down in the corners at first. And, um, you know, I was fortunate. Um, and that's one thing I love about the Hokahe community, man, is is you'll run up on another rider and they'll see you struggling. And they might be on a mission to for a time, but they see you struggling and they're gonna stop they're gonna check on you they're gonna you know i rode um i rode for four four or five days with uh, andy dennis um rider 1013 out of canada um uh, and i wouldn't have made it as far as i did uh those couple days um without him because he pushed me he was like hey man come on we got it we're gonna push a little farther let's go find us a good place let's get off this mountain. Let's get out of this turn, whatever. Um, and just, just the camaraderie and the the brother and sisterhood you find in the hoka, Hey, everybody's already knows what they've signed up for. You know, they're in the suck with you and we all got one goal and that's the finish. Um, and then to see what other riders went through, um, I know a uh, booze fighter, Taekwon, he was on a Pan America and uh, he didn't fare too well, man. We were, we ran up on him, US 70 in New Mexico, and the Pan America just shut down. Just wouldn't run oh, no crap. more. And uh, so we pull up on him and, you know, he's standing next to the bike with his umbrella, which I, I say thank you to ride. I will always keep an umbrella on my bike. Because you never know where you're going to break down. And if you have an umbrella, you always got some shade.
0: Um, I, I saw that from a lot of posts. Like, dude, that's genius, really. I mean, some of those didn't collapse small enough and just throw in a saddlebag. But, you know, I can imagine some of those places, you know, through the deserts or whatnot, because, like, you guys never know where you're going. Or even for anybody that matter, you, you break down somewhere in the wide open on a hot day, having some shade
1: just to get that sun off you. That's a yeah. hell of an idea. And, uh, so when we pulled up on him, we're like, you good? He was like, I have no cell phone signal. I can't, I can't call a tow truck. I'm just out here. And so I was like, so we're standing around me and Andy, were standing around with them. And, um, I, I posted a picture, uh, picture that Taquan had taken. I was standing at the back of my bike with the umbrella and my phone. That was the only spot I could get signal. And I called my wife. And all I could do was make phone calls. I couldn't get internet, nothing. I called my wife. I said, hey, this was the last city we were in. It's, I think it was like 60, 70 miles up the road. I said, this was the last city. I need you to find a tow company and text me the number. Don't share the Google uh, file for it, but just copy the number and then text it to me. And we were able to get him, uh, get the tow truck out there and he, uh, he ended up getting towed to Barnett Harley in El Paso. And they told him, Hey, you buy a bike, we'll ship your Pan America back home for you. So he bought a he bought a brand new bike. And uh the next day, he had to spend the night at the dealership. Next day, got the bike, and then he caught us like a day and a half later and passed us. I, I don't know how. I don't think he slept. But <laughs> Um, I, I will say the booze, the booze fighters on the ho- that did the Hoka Hay, man, they they are, they are a special breed because them boys went hard for the whole time, and a phenomenal group of, phenomenal group of guys from the booze fighters that were riding for my Monsters. That matter of fact, every rider in the Hoka Hay was just phenomenal and they pushed themselves to well beyond their limits, um, but. You know, we ran into him. uh, where we run it, Lake Tahoe, just North of Lake Tahoe. And if you ever get to ride through Lake Tahoe on the 4th of July, it's a phenomenal ride. The traffic, you know, you're stuck in it all day. It's phenomenal. Okay. Um, <laughs> don't ever do it like, <laughs> oh, that's good. Um, but we ran into him that night, 4th of July night and, uh, he had already already had his bedding laid out and everything and he we pulled up and he was like man i'm happy to see you guys and he was like uh you know we're just swapping stories of the the trials and tribulations and all the good bad and ugly from it and, you know you you catch them or you you run into people and start laughing it, it gives you a boost of energy throughout the whole the whole trip you know you, Cause a lot of times, a, a lot of people are riding by themselves. Um, like day eleven through fourteen, I was by myself most of the day. I'd catch people at gas stations, and you know, me being on a Dyna, I, I was stopping a lot more than all the all the big boy touring bikes. Um, yeah. But but I would catch them every once in a while and be like, hey, you doing good? Yeah, I'm good. You good? Yeah. All right. Hey, man, good luck. Keep pushing. And, you know, we get texts throughout the day, hey, you good? You know, just checking on everybody. You know, it wasn't – you weren't always just focused on yourself. You were worried about every other rider on the challenge with you. And, and that's uh, awesome,
0: the, the camaraderie that's there within that group
1: and exactly and you know i'm sitting there day 9 10 and i'm seeing you know k solo uh Holt, you know aj uh patrick cornell like all these the top 10 uh shit all the elite riders coming in starting day 10 you know got to hit that congratulations for man you know you congratulate the ones that finished uh before you and then you're rooting on the ones that are fin- still out there on the road when you finish. Um, but it was, I learned a lot about myself as a rider on that ride. I, I thought I could ride. I thought I was a pretty good rider. And then I got on the roads. With those bike problems, I'm like, man, I need to go back to the basic rider's course and like learn to ride all over again. <laughs> um, but You can't find roads like that. Like, you and I could not sit down and plan a trip and find roads like that, that we were on. Um, You know, beautiful scenery pretty much the whole time, other than going through Portland.
0: Um, Yeah, Portland's a shit show, and it, it doesn't matter what time of day. It sucks all the time
1: but we we really didn't go through like any like major cities the size of Portland other than Portland um, but it was just just being out there on the road and and seeing the st- seeing the beauty of America and being off a highway off an interstate um and
0: that's the best way to travel off the interstates. I mean I'd understand there's time where. You know, you got to get on the interstates because you got to make up time. You got to get somewhere. But if you can get off the interstates and you ride those back highways, the side highways, that's some of the best places
1: there are to ride. Yeah. um, The one that got my got my nerves the worst, um, one of the lines that said, Eli, Nevada, is the last fuel stop for 175 miles. And I was, <laughs> averaging, and I was averaging 180 miles to the tank. And we're, we're going, we stopped in Eli. We stopped at the last gas station we saw, and we turned around to go back to this gas station because we looked and there was no other gas station. So we're like, hey, let's go fill up here. And we take off and we're riding and I get... 170 miles down this road and my fuel light comes on. Well, my fuel light had been on for like 20 miles already, and when it comes on, you know, I got like 30 miles till it till it's gone. And I was just like, Oh, please let me make it. You talk a lot to yourself on long rides like that. You 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 and the demons and you and yourself are having long conversations. And I'm just talking about man, we got to find a gas station. I don't know if we're going to make it. Oh, this is going to be bad. And we we found the gas station. We had to go, uh, I think it was like five miles off the route to find this gas station. And I would used every drop of fuel I had in that tank because we pulled into the parking lot. We come off the road and we pull in the parking lot and the bike dies oh jesus i was i was probably 60 feet from the pump and at that point you just you you take a a a deep breath of relief deep sigh of relief and you're just like okay we made it i can push it 60 feet (laughs) and uh we stopped we filled up and then we got back on course and uh we kept riding man and uh Road past uh, what was it the extraterrestrial highway we rode on that. that was cool. Um, I didn't realize how big people were, uh, were into aliens and Roswell like I knew it was a big deal but I didn't think it was that big of a deal. Um, but that was cool. Um, you know I tried to stop and take take quick pictures and and pictures won't do that trip justice. Uh, the scenery, the, you cannot find a camera that will do it justice. Um, but just to see all the stuff and, you know, you're trying to ride and dodge wildlife. Uh, I think, I think that was the biggest challenge was dodging wildlife and trying to make sure you don't hit a deer, Buffalo, elk, bear. Um, I did hit a bird, um, Thankfully, that was the only wildlife I hit was a bird. Um,
0: we came came upon a herd of F, or F, Jesus buffalo coming home, and uh, we went through the Tetons coming back. We went through central Wyoming, which is boring as shit. There's not a goddamn thing through central Wyoming, but antelope and little oil derricks. But when we came out of the going over the Tetons and we we're coming down through one of the valley before you get to uh, it was just after Jackson Hole, there was a herd of say two to three hundred buffalo right on the side of the road yeah you no know, we were around at one of the corners there's a big tree and i got on the you know the commune with my son say hey you know hey slow down i said there's a buffalo standing behind that tree because it was a right-hand corner and you know we kind of slowed down a little bit and you know it was up 25 feet from us and of course my son hey you want to stop and take a selfie of the buffalo i'm like dude i'm not riot man i don't take selfies of buffaloes <laughs> i'm not interested
1: exactly um so that's funny you say that um I was probably 15, 20 miles out on 385 coming into hot Springs, South Dakota to finish. So I'm close. I can, I can smell the finish line. And I'm like, I just want to get there wide open curve. I don't see nothing, but there's a hill on the one side of the curve. And as soon as I come around the curve, I heard a Buffalo come up and I grabbed every bit of break. I, I went from six gear to first i didn't even grab any other gears between that and just locked the bike up <laughs> praying to god i didn't hit a buffalo i was like i've gone 14 days without hitting wildlife i'm so close i just don't i don't want to die because you hit a buffalo you hit a deer you got a little bit of a chance but then buffalo are a little little bit bigger no yeah you're you're screwed and uh so i, I finally stopped like i get past the buffalo and i was like man it Probably pissed them off. They're going to start charging me. I'm not. And like you said, I'm not right. I ain't taking no selfies with Buffalo. I'm going to keep moving. Get down the road. I had to stop for a minute, recollect myself. And I, I called my brother Two-Tone. I said, hey, man, we're just going to talk this into the finish line. Um, Had near-death experience. I need to talk this one through. And
0: uh, actually, not to interrupt you, it's funny because actually he chimed in here just a little bit. He was He's watching because, he you know, Two-Tone's checking in. Tom Allen's here. He's in the side chat. Yep, I see him. All right, go ahead. I yeah. just I just saw that. I was like, oh shit, I forgot to. Didn't know if you saw that. Put it up in there.
1: It, it's it's popping up on the screen. I I can't see all the comments, but I can see it. Hold yeah. On. Yeah.
0: It was there. You had him and one other guy.
1: Oh yeah, my prospects T4. up in there too. But uh, but it was you know, I, and best way I could describe the hoka hey for a lot of people is for me it was like going through basic training when i when i joined the army going through basic training while you were in it you had your good days and you had your days you just wanted to quit but looking back on it it was it was a once in a lifetime uh once in a lifetime experience and it was uh, it was just phenomenal and and to actually be able to for me ride with a with a purpose and, and do good for other people while i got to do something i loved um it was it was irreplaceable and you know to get the messages from the boys and uh you know just see the messages that uh gavin you know gavin was doing uh his posters every day and uh his color that was war was awesome hop. yeah his 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 color war with hop you know Hop's favorite color is blue, you know. So, uh, but to, but to see what Hop and and Riot, uh, what Riot has created with Mile Monsters and what he has done for the boys and getting other legends, as I call them, uh, you know. Yeah, to I do totally understand. Um, just, just I was I was humbled to be able to ride for mile monsters and, and everything, you know, everything Riot was doing for, you know, the monster riders, you know, getting shirts, you know, he's, he's supposed to be preparing for the Hoka. Hey, he's getting team shirts made. He's getting all the riders had personalized coins made. Um, you know, he's still doing everything for everybody else and trying to do stuff for himself, you know, just top notch guys. All all around through the Hokage, because every you know everybody's riding for something bigger than themselves. Um, right, it's a good way to put it. Um, but when you ride for a purpose, it makes it a little more enjoyable, even even on the bad days, uh, getting caught in the rain, hailstorms, um, riding with one good shot for eight days, you know, it, it makes it it makes it a little more enjoyable.
0: Yeah, the the adventure sucks at the moment, like with that, but in the in game you can look back and you, you know you got the memories, you have the stories, and you know it's like you know this you're coming on here telling you know telling the stories about it. Well, these stories, what you're sharing, essentially, are going to live on forever. I mean, people are going to be able to tune in on this where they want to watch it here. Or, you know, like this will come out in all the streaming networks on Wednesday, so it can be streamed on Spotify, Google Radio, Public, Pocket Cast, all of them. There's a ton of them, but that's the cool thing about this is your story talking about this is going to be here for for people to tune in and listen to it and, and can hear about it. And, you know, same to yourself, same couple years, you might've forgot about some, say, you, you know, you turn it on for some crazy reason. It's Like, Oh, I totally fucking forgot about that. And you exactly. know, that's another awesome part about doing this is preserving the stories of, you know, people's adventures.
1: Yeah. And, you know, even, even the ride, just the ride going up there. Um, you know, two-tone, he took, uh, my brother two-tone, he took the week off. Uh, and we rode. and he rode me up to the start line and, uh, the next, uh, that Friday we went, checked in at the, uh, did the rider check in at the dealership. And then we went to, um, Mount Rushmore and then we went to Sturgis. You know, and uh, went to the, the motorcycle museum there in Sturgis, which is pretty cool little mom-and-pop uh, motorcycle museum, but had a lot of quality history in there. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, we got to do Sturgis without all the Sturgis drama. And,
0: and see, that's what we did on Sunday. I mean, when all you guys left, we went up and did, uh, well, we did Mount Rushmore, did Iron Mountain Highway, or Iron Mountain Road. Did the Needles Highway up through Spearfish Canyon. And then we went into Sturgis that night for dinner, you know, kind of went down and got our, you know, my son and I did our picture down at the Epic Sturgis sign where I threw up my sticker on the corner of it. And it was kind of neat in a way you go up there when it's not rally time and there's not another half million people on the road because like Needles and Iron Mountain Road, I mean, they're small roads. I couldn't imagine yeah. trying to ride ride those during Sturges would be fucking insane.
1: I, um, we, we hit needles on the, well, some people went before the Hoka Hay, but I, we didn't hit needles before the Hoka Hay. And then that's one of the last real technical roads you hit before the finish line. And, um, I ended up doing needles highway at like mid 1130 midnight. Oh, Jesus. uh, Um, not going to say it wasn't enjoyable, but I feel like it'd be a little more fun in the daylight. Yeah, uh,
0: absolutely. I could, yeah, no shit. I because mean, you're out uh, there, I mean You ain't got no light but your headlights.
1: Yeah, and you know, wasn't nobody out there anyways. I, I I didn't see anybody until I hit I hit a a town on coming down to the finish line, and then I was like, "Oh, that's a cop." Okay. Anybody else? No. It was only me and the cops on the road at that time. <laughs> so I'm like, well, I guess we're just going to do about, about four miles an hour over the speed limit. That way they can't say I was doing five over.
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh, no sense getting a, an award that close.
1: Yeah, that, and that was the whole goal was not to – especially after, like, day 10, I was like, all right, no more. We're, we're going to play it a little safe and try not to get a performance award. But Yeah. But – uh I thought I was. I thought I was physically prepared. I thought the bike was prepared for it. It wasn't. Um, I would definitely tell people to invest in a good suspension on their bikes before doing the Hoka Hay. Um, You know, because stock suspension is shit. And <laughs> I'm I'm living proof of it. I'm sitting on road Glide shocks right now, um, but. That and cold weather gear. Um, I treated it like it was an old school, you know, biker thing, man. I had, I had chaps. I had long Johns and I had a Carhartt. That, that wasn't enough. Um, I ended up having to stop at a gas station in California and bought a $50 hoodie just to layer up underneath my Carhartt jacket to, to be warm. And, uh, <laughs> Thankfully, they had hand warmers in there too because I didn't have heated gloves or heated grip So, I was throwing hand warmers in my in my gloves, trying to get my hands warm. And, uh, but definitely some cold weather gear is in my future, real soon.
0: So, after the whole adventure, you know, getting it done, you know, getting across that finish line, would you sign up for it again?
1: Um. Yeah, I'm. A, I, I want to do it again. Um. Probably not 24. Um, the the boss lady said 24 is probably out. Uh, 26 is a good possibility. Um, so that'll give me, you know, four years to get the new bike, um, get the new bike set up. Um, so my my Dinah is retired from Hoka Hay Life. She did her one and she's one and done, but I, <laughs> I, I, I got some more in me.
0: Yeah, I, I would like to go for 26. My wife, after following the Hokahei page with, you know, some of the accidents people had and everything going on, she says, there's no way in hell you're riding us Well, not 24. She's not ever. I'm like, not 24. You know, 26 maybe. And, but, you know, I, that was all that came out of her mouth. But, she's like, you know, I, you know, like she said, she wish she wouldn't have followed the page just for some of the accidents. And, you know, it's unfortunate so far every year, you know, there is one individual that doesn't make it back home. That's sad. But. Yeah, you know, I don't know.
1: And uh, you know, my wife, she, she was a nervous wreck. Um, and you know, that tracker, I we had people following, uh, following me extremely heavy. Um, to the to the point to where if I stopped for gas and I took a little bit longer on a gas stop, they were calling. They were calling my wife. They were calling Two Tone. And hey, why is he stopped? Uh, he's at a gas station. He's probably getting gas and probably going to the bathroom or, you know, a lot of times we're out in the middle of nowhere. I got to use the bathroom. Hey, we're just going to pull off to the side of the road. Why is he stopped on the side of the road right there? Probably taking a piss. Just be <laughs> honest. Um, yeah. But you know, you'll, you'll have those people that are just on it constantly just watching the tracker and, you know, I had to apologize, like when I got back home or after I finished and we were on our way home, I was texting people like, hey, sorry, I didn't respond while I was on the ride. I was busy. You know, thank you for because I was constantly getting text messages, Facebook messages, messages on TikTok, Instagram, all of them. Hey, man, keep it up. You you know, we're rooting for you. You know, Uh everybody i had people sending me money on cash app for gas and food and i think i
0: i you know i'd say a couple texts but i mean i wasn't ever never you know expected a response back just you know the words of encouragement you know keep going and you know i do have a few of the guys that i follow i knew and whatnot but it's like knowing where you guys are going it's like you know i don't expect responses you know words of encouragement you know hey we're all you know looking out and watching and following and you know have fun right safe yeah and and
1: you know, I had to tell them, I'm like, it meant it means more. Like, you know, I hated that I couldn't respond, but it, it, but it, it definitely helped. Like it was, people didn't realize it, but it was probably at the lowest moment, and you were ready to just throw in the towel, and you get that text message, bam, and just a simple, "Hey man, keep going. You're doing awesome." That that'll push you another hundred. 200 miles at late at night when you're dead tired
0: i i would bet so i can imagine but you know i mean and it's awesome you know you made it through it you power through with you know it wasn't the most greatest ride but you made the best of it and you, you came across the finish line though and that's you know my hat's off to you. that's awesome
1: hey i appreciate it man and uh you know it was a it was a great pleasure meeting you up at uh up there in rapid city you know I walked out, I think I was with uh, wild ass Craig when I walked out and I and I asked him, I was like, Hey man, is that, is that Denver Woods? Like that's that's the V twin life guy. He was like, Yeah. I said, Oh shit, like I, I was I was a fanboy, I'm not gonna lie, I was a fanboy <laughs> when I saw you, I was like, Dude, that's fucking Denver Woods.
0: That's and awesome, like, man. I think. And actually what's cool, I you know, it's actually sitting, you know, my little collection, I got some of the you know, you gave me your challenge coin too, which was awesome.
1: Yeah, and uh, like the guys at work, guys at work hate it on Fridays, because I hooked the Bluetooth speaker up, and I put and I put the V-Twin Life on shuffle, so we'll get, you know, first one up is usually the newest one, and then after that, it's just whoever they pick, you know, whoever Spotify picks to come yeah. up, and i probably listened to them all at least a dozen times. That's
0: awesome, man. And, and thank you for that, for, you know, following and listening and whatnot, and all this you know it's been awesome you know getting to meet that day and you know put a face to the actual purse that you know all the little facebook posts and and you know build that friendship it's awesome you know that's what i enjoy about this most is the friendships that i've gotten out of everybody it's a lot of fun and just hearing other people's stories you know live vicariously through other people through the right adventures they get to take that you know some of us yeah have bucket lists you know we want to do stuff but you know hey you know sparks have been to area hey you know cool let you know hear his story and you know, you, you build that list and hear some travels and just, you know, sit back, enjoy it like you're on the road and just, you know, live through the visions and whatnot of stories you're telling. And I enjoy the hell out of this stuff. It's a lot of fun.
1: Yeah. And, and you know, like my I, I tell people, like, listening to the V-Twin Life, my, my bucket list for riding has grown because I hear stories of, you know, people telling stories of places they rode. And like, hey, man, let me, all right. Write that one down on the list. I'll go throw it up on yeah. Google Maps and research. Okay. We're gonna definitely add that one. All right. There's a, oh, there's I know, a restaurant to stop on that one.
0: I'm the same way. It's like I've built that bucket list from, you know, places like through the Catskills in Upper New York, you know, places I've heard down in, you know, the sisters down in Texas and places in Colorado. I mean and you know, Arkansas. It's just you build that list like yeah. God, you know, people every always talk about they wanna go to Europe and travel, ride, you know, experience roads over there. It's like, man, I think so many people don't realize, or maybe they just don't have that, take that second thought of, man, we have some epic roads and places in our own country that, you know, hopefully through sharing stories of this, people are going to realize and go, holy crap, you know, we got some awesome places.
1: Yeah. And then, you know, and also it, you know, putting faces, to names, it helps when you're doing your cross country travels. Because, you know, you ever come to Texas, you ain't even, I, I don't have the Taj Mahal, but what I got at the house, man, hey, <laughs> you crash at the house, will feed you good, and, you know, have plenty oh, man, of Oh, you're talking about the you.
0: epic barbecue stops next door to gas stations, I was already sold, man. It's like, I, I plan someday I, I do want to get down to Texas and, you know, check out the place. I know it's absolutely huge and couldn't see it all, but I do want to spend some time in Texas and check out some people and places. I'd definitely be hooking up with you
1: yeah um and then like i like i like i was telling you before we jumped on live you know next uh end of end of july next year i'll be up in portland and i'm gonna, I'm gonna take a week off man and i'm going i definitely want to come up there and drink some beer with you we'll go for a ride one day and
0: absolutely man yeah know. and you get up that way yeah i mean shoot you know we got mess text back and forth but yeah Shoot me a message. Get up here, and, dude. That's not a problem at all. We'll got to on try one of up. your
1: uh, your burgers, man. That I hear you talk about so <laughs> much on the podcast.
0: Oh yeah, we can do some smoked burgers. Those things are but, balls, uh, delicious. Let them slow cook in the smoker for about two hours. Yeah, buddy.
1: But yeah, we got we got some. I got some more adventures coming up that I've I've got in the works. Um, so on the hoca hey, we didn't we didn't hit Colorado. Um and I can't remember, I don't think we hit Montana. I, I can't remember all of it. But um I definitely got hit those two so I can um cross them off the list, the state lines I've states I've rode in. Um and just you, there's you know, some I cool go places in Montana. On the back roads.
0: Yeah, there's some uh, awesome places. You come up through Idaho. And head up to Montana over uh, Lolo Pass is awesome. You got Bear Tooth, but I mean that there's so many. I mean there's a lot of places I've not experienced. I like got Flathead Lake and Northern Montana. I've heard through Highway Two through Montana is is just awesome too. But there's definitely a lot of more places I I'd want to experience also in Montana. It's, it's huge and just awesome, freaking mountainous country, and it's on my list too. That's for sure. I've done Lolo and that was awesome. That was an epic ride.
1: Yeah, it was. Uh, it was. It was an epic ride, you know. I I can say I rode the Grand Canyon at sunrise. Um,
0: hey, that alone is is something epic to be able to you know, have your memory banks still yep. say you know doing that. That is fucking kill.
1: Um, shoot, there was one day we were coming off a mountain and uh, come around a curve, and there was two wild horses on the side of the mountain. Just, just right there on the side of the road. And uh scared the crap out of me at first, but I stopped and got a picture of them. And uh you know, something told me, hey, let's let's go see if we can touch him. Uh K Solo had posted a video uh a couple days earlier on that same road, probably them same two horses. And uh they I, I think I remember
0: seeing that one.
1: Yeah, and I, I I walked up to them, hand out, and got to touch them. And as soon, as soon as I touched them, one good time they took off. But but then you stop, and uh, after I you know after I pet the horses, and I looked up, and you just see for miles, and it was you know sun was coming up, and it was just mountains and valleys, and just phenomenal views the entire time. Yeah, uh, yeah. Springer
0: Mike said, uh, Crater Lake in Oregon down through the Redwoods is an epic one, too. The other one says, if you go through uh, southern Idaho and you go through um, uh, Craters of the Moon. Yeah. That is pretty freaking cool, too.
1: Yeah. and uh worry,
0: Mike. We got some uh, just to do it, buddy.
1: It's uh, yeah. like there's a lot of those roads I want to go back. I wanna go and back to enjoy and ride them and enjoy it and not be crunched for time. Like I I wanna go through Roswell. Uh just to see the you know the, the weird shit in Roswell. Um yeah. uh, actually go ride as many roads in the Grand Canyon as I can. Um just go enjoy Wyoming. Uh Wyoming At least was, you can- was cool.
0: Yeah, not the part I went through. I mean coming actually one of the most amazing places is you head south out of Billings into Wyoming. You crest over the mountain and it's right near the Wyoming state line. It's like you're coming down a hill and dude, I swear to god, you if it's clear out you could see for a hundred miles. It's just hill after hill and you see the highway just straight. And it was Yeah. Absolutely amazing.
1: And then uh just enjoy some of it and um you know, uh, camp out more. Like, you know, yeah, we camped on the Hoka hey but I, I wouldn't consider that camping because you find a, you'd be dead tired. You find a place to sleep and set up your bedding. You lay down three, four hours later, you're back up and moving. Um, yeah, you, you know, I had loves truck stop, you know. I had truck stops, I had gas stations, church parking lots. Um. In Wyoming, I stopped at a whitewater rafting tour place, and they had the school buses, um, with the trailers with the canoes and rafts on it. Mm-hmm. I backed the bike. I backed the bike in between the school buses, and I slept in a canoe that night that was on the trailer, just because all I had to do at that point was pull my sleeping bag and pillow out. And
0: that's freaking cool.
1: You know, for me, that that was I think that was probably my favorite part was, you know, the the task of finding a place to sleep other than the nights at the gas stations. Just finding, you know,
0: good place to pull a, off
1: a, a, a place to pull off Um, north of Lake Tahoe in California. We slept on the side of the mountain and they had uh, it was a little pull off on the side of the mountain for slow cars so everybody could pass. But they had rocks right there, so we pulled the bikes behind the, the rocks they had for the little lookout. There was, I think five or six of us, that slept there that night. Park pulled our bikes behind the rocks and went to sleep. Um, it was like fifty degrees when we went to sleep. It was thirty-seven degrees when we woke up. Oh Jesus! Um, this text. I'm from Michigan, but I moved to Texas because I hate the cold. So I was not prepared for that wake-up. It was, it was not a not. good one that morning.
0: I bet not. But, you know, it, it was an awesome adventure you had, and, you know, I can look back, and it's like, you know, fuck, you got hours and hours of stories. I mean, we could sit here all night long. I'd love to hear them all, but, you know, it, it's it's awesome to see, you know, to be able to hear some of your stories and just, you know, getting to meet you face-to-face and knowing that, you know, you, you actually made it, you crossed the finish line, and you made it through, you know, a ride that, not everybody can make it through and and to push yourself and to say hey you know what i did finish that dude that's monumental my books and you know my hat's off to you that you know you you pushed on even through times where you were ready to throw it in but you still had the drive and the pursuit and you kept going and man sparks that's awesome and you know thank you and also i want to say the other thing you know thank you for your service within the military also
1: hey i I appreciate it man and um you know thank you again for having me on here um it's an honor to be on here you know with some of the for me who i consider the greats you know riot solo hop uh go home ken paco you know uh reef like all these big name guys in in this world that we we love to ride in man and to be considered you know for people to consider me in that same category or whatever man it's it, it's a humbling honor and uh hey thank you man just, and you
0: know i just i just liked everybody's stories you know I, you know we all enjoy this life on two wheels we all have stories and you know you, you just finish an epic journey and you know why not hear some about it and you know share some of that story and you know experiences and and knowledge to pass on to other guys other riders not just guys yeah. even women yeah so, i
1: mean yeah i mean you know, I can say I rode with, you know, I got to ride with the greats, got to ride with, you know, with the with the awesome female named Twister out of out of Houston, Texas, man. She was the 13th uh finisher, first female finisher in the 2022 Hoka Hey. I mean, she was she was a beast. Um
0: Absolutely.
1: Um you know, and I I, I was truly in awe of what she did you know and yeah and, and you know, the crazy I, thing is at the start line she was right next to me
0: oh that's freaking cool and yeah uh, what we'll have to do actually you knows maybe uh we're gonna have to hook up and do a part two because i know there's so much more you know about the ride with you know sleeping or even little things about getting some food and, and everything else you know whether you're you know the little hiking stoves or what i know there's so much more to that i'd love to cover and share so i think we're just going to have to schedule a, a part two here in the very next few weeks if you're up for that
1: yeah absolutely I, and i'll make sure all my my technological difficulties. we'll make sure we got backup plans so we're not waiting <laughs> around and-
0: <laughs> no problem man but yeah no dude i mean if you want to share you know a little bit you know people follow you on social media go ahead and then uh we're definitely not have to get in touch we're gonna have to do a part two here in the next week or two
1: absolutely man and you know, uh, maybe one, maybe one of the podcasts, man, will will court, you know, do crazy coordination, get all the mom monsters together. I'm,
0: you know, I've been kind of throwing that back, back of my mind, getting a whole bunch of them together and doing one. That would be awesome. You I know mean, you get beyond four. It's, it gets complicated, but it'd be a lot of fun to get a bunch of people together and do a big one, hear a bunch of stories. I'm down with that. That's a hell of an idea.
1: So. But hey, man, I'd, I'd definitely be following you on your ride. Um, I'm going to check my calendar, see if I can squeeze in a 1K in a day on that one. And, uh, you know, while you're riding up there in the Pacific Northwest, we'll, we'll throw something together here in Texas, too.
0: Awesome, man. Hey, thank hey, buddy, thank you so much for coming on tonight. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in. You know, you can follow along Sparks. What is it, Sparks Adventures?
1: Um so on uh on my facebook so if you want to follow my my rider page it it is again excuse me i'm technologically retarded um it is actually sparks hoka hey rider number 1103 um and then instagram and tiktok is adventures with sparks
0: there it is so you got some check it out follow along and uh Hey, thanks everybody for tuning in it's been an awesome episode we are as we just said we got part two coming soon because there's so much more to cover but kind of running out of time so uh you guys are gonna have to tune in watch for the upcoming post for uh adventures with sparks part two as we continue this thank you all guys for tuning in ride safe have fun and we'll catch you very soon